Yumadav Samaches, six lines from the bottom of Samach Zayin on the base. We learned yesterday that after the Ish Iti took the star Mishlech and he took it outside of Yishlaim in order to go and throw it off the Tzuk, off of the cliff, it says that the Kayin Gadol would go to his par and his Sar, which will eventually be Nisraf, and he would rip it open, and he would take out the Imurim, he would place the Imurim into a bowl, and he would mock it on the Mizbech. So Agamara says, how can you say Victor and Salkadite if he was mocked at this point on the Mizbech? It's not true, as we know, and Rashi points out, there were many different avoiders that happened between this point and the time that it was proper the time to bring Dr. and all the avoiders in the base of English during Yom Kippur were Ma'akiv and the Seder was Ma'akiv. So the Gemara says, The Mishnah does not mean that he went and he was Ma'akiv on this point on his back, but he got it prepared by placing the Imurim into the bowl. He was preparing it in order to later on go and properly place it on his back. And let us see Rashi, Benigayi, the question, Rashi says, and if it, is it true that he could be makdere murim on his back at this point? Veloy oydena lovish big deyelavin. At this point, he was still wearing the big deyelavin. Vadayin olav lukris apashim begadim alalu. And as we'll see in a moment, the Mishnah on Amud Beis will say that he was going to read the pasha of Achimayis with these begadim with the big deyelavin. Vaachim yitbal v'yilbash big deyelavin. Then he'll go to the mikvah and he'll wear the big deyelav leeloy veeloam, which will bring the riem, his riem, as well as the nation's riem. Vyitbal shniyah. Then he'll go to the mikvah again. Lahoitzikaf makdere. He'll go back into the kodesh kedoshim. To take out the spoon and the shovel, the yipal shlishes, and then he'll go to the mikvah a third time, lumusaf, in order to bring the regular musafayim, the emurim chatas halalu, and these emurim of the chatas. So you see, the emurim chatas came much later, the tamishal benabayim, as well as the tamishal benabayim, which is the latest avoided during the day. And therefore, the Gemara says it doesn't mean he was makter at this point. It only means that lehaktir and he was preparing it in order to be makter. The Gemara continues, kolombim aklois, as we said in the Mishnah. Afterwards, he would take the par and the sar, he would go and place it on two poles, and he had four people that would take it outside of Yishlaim in order to burn it, so Amr Abbechen says, that when he tied it onto these poles, he did it like he was braiding these animals in order to tie it on properly. Now, according to our in the Mishnah, it says, Abbechen says, it's very posh. However, according to the Gears of Yishami that we said yesterday, that they tied it on to posts, so then he's telling us the way they tied it on is as if he was making braids. We learned, when the Kohanim would take out the of the par as well as the sar, and he take it outside Yishlam in order to burn it, they would burn it by cutting it up, but they would not take off the skin, so they would leave it with the skins on, and then they would cut it up and burn it. However, that is not like the boss of Eilu, because as it says, it says, only after you take off the skins, then you would go and cut it up, and then you put it on the Mizbech. So although an Eilu and the din of the par and the sar are both Nisrafim, the Eilu is Nisraf on the Mizbech HaPrimi, and the par and sar were Nisraf outside Yishlam on the base of However, the din is different as far as how you burnt it. It was burnt without its skins, and the skins actually went to the Kayanim, and the Kayanim kept it. However, the skins of the parent Sar of the Kayan Gadol and Kippah would actually be burnt together with them. And the Gemara asked, how do we know that this is true? The Tanya, we learned to the Bryce and Rabbi Oymen, Nemekan, it says over here, it says the Lush of Ar, which is skins, as well as Basa, as well as Parish, which is the waist. And it also says, and we turn to just like over there, which we'll see in a moment. The din is that you don't skin the animal first, you actually just chop up the animal and you burn it. You have to cut it up, but you don't actually skin the animal, you don't take the skins off the animal prior to burning it. And the Gemara is, how do we know that actually by the din is that you don't skin the animal first? 
the Tanim Kesuv on to the Brisa. The Pasuk says in Perak Dalad in Vayikra, Pasuk Yud Aleph, as well as in Pasuk Yud Beis, it says the Kirbei Pesha, which is actually the end of Pasuk Yud Aleph, and then it says Vahoitzi, which is the beginning of Pasuk Yud Beis. Milami, this teaches us Shemaitzi Yisholim. You actually take out the animal while it's complete. Now, how do you notice? Because Pshat is the Pasuk says Ves Ora Par Ves Kol Besari Al Roishoi VeAl Kerav the Kirbei Pesha Vahoitzi is Kol Par El Mechutzal Machnas. It's Mashma at what time? One time you take out the entire par El Mechutzal Machna, and therefore the Chayyim is impossible to do that if it would already be cut up. So therefore it must be that when you're taking out the actual animal and the carcass of the animal was complete. So the Brisa therefore is maybe the same thing would apply that just like you're taking out you take it out while it's complete maybe you'd also burn it while it's shalim and you wouldn't chop it up. Therefore we learn out just like it says the head and its knees and also says just like we know they have to chop it up therefore over here we know when you're burning it you're going to be chopping it up and you're cutting it into pieces maybe just like Ben Eulah we know they actually have to take off the skins of the animal also by the Pakai Mashiach and the parents served in Kapurim that when you burn it you actually have to take off the skins beforehand therefore the puzzle says we actually going to be makish the carob which is the innards of the behemoth as well as the waist of the behemoth what's the limud our puppet explains Kashem just like Benigay the waste. Of course, we leave it inside the animal because it would be disgusting to take out the waste out of the animal. Therefore, Benigay the Basa, it's also going to stay within its skin and you don't remove the skin from the Basa. And the Gemara continues, At what point do the people who are being Isaac with the parents are and burning it, do their begotten become Tommy? As the Pasuk says, The people who are burning these animals, the din would be that they have to go and wash their clothing because not only do they become Tame, but the Begadim also become Tame. So at Amish we saw there actually was a machlekes between Tanakama as well as Rab Shimon. The Tanakama says the moment that they remove the parents out of the Chaymis Hazara the din would be that they would be Tame and the Begadim would become Tame. Rab Shimon however says it only happens and it only applies that you become Tame once the fire gets onto the rave of the Basa of the animal. So Agamara starts and says as follows Tanar Abadim we learned in the Brisa the Pasuk says in Achrimah is dealing with the power and the sorrow of Yom Kippur of the Kain Gadol when you're going to burn it outside of the Machra it says you'll take it out outside of the Machra which is Lashon Yochid and Mashmah only out of one Machra which would be Machra Shechina and then at that point you burn it so the Gemara says we know the din is that when burning the Par Kain Mashiach the Par Yom Dov and the sorrow of Edizar which were all the Par Menesrafim the Seirim Hanesrafim which was very similar to the Par and the sorrow of Yom Kippur of the Kain Gadol and over there we know clearly that you actually have to take the Purim and the Sar out of the three Machlis and burn them out of Machlis Shkinah, Machlis Leviyah, Machlis Yisrael, or out of the Azar at Harabais in Yishlaim. And at that point, you take it outside Yishlaim and burn it in that spot. And the Gemara therefore is, from the Pasuk that says that you'll take it out of the Machlis and says Lash Yachl, it's Machlis, but all you're taking out of one Machlis, which will be out of Machlis Shkinah, and all you'll have to take out this Purim and the Sar is out of the Azar, and you'll be able to burn it in the Harabais. And now we know that's not true because the Pasuk actually says, and we know that that's comparing the Parham Dovishal Tiba and the Parham Kapuram that they have the same dinam. And therefore, of course, it has to go out of all three machras. So the Gemara is, in Cain, if that's true, if anyway you can learn from Hekish and we learn that you actually have to take out of all three machras, then why does it say over here, actually you're taking it out of all three machras? So the Brice explains, this is actually coming and is the 
Lebud to teach us according to Tanakh Kama that Kivish Yatsa Khutzlamachas Matam Bagadim, that once the Kayanim who are carrying the parent Sarah and they're being isolated with it in order to take it outside of the Machra, and they get it out of one Machra, which means that once they're out of the Azura, then they become Tame and the Bagadim become Tame as well. Now we just explained that the reason why the words Bechutzlamachas is extra because we don't have to teach us anything but the gay the parent Sarah of Yakipa because we already know it from the dinner Param Dal Shalsiba, Parkhaim Mashiach, as well as the Sarah by the Zara, where we know it goes out and we compare that to the power and serving kippah, and therefore by power and serving kippah, it also has to go out of all three machras. But how do we know that this is true? And how do we know that by and the survey desire the din is that they have to actually take it out of all three machas and burn it over there? The tiny books we have a price of heights is called a power, the possible bit of gate, a pakai mashiach. It says, Bes or power, best kolbasar, I'll raise your crowd, the kirby pishai, the heights is called a power, el mechutzel machla. And you should take out the entire power outside the machla. And the price teaches us that when it says that you should take out the power outside the machla, it means chutzel shalsh machla, you should take it out of all three. And the Bryce says, "At the email, you're telling me you means chutz l'shal shmachlis. You have to take out all three machlis. Oh, you know, maybe I could tell you it means all you have to take it out of is out of one machla because it only says it lashin yachid, and therefore all you have to take it out of is out of the azara, out of the machlis shchina, and then you'll burn it in the actual higher bias and not further than that." But the pasuk says, "But par eidu b'dekayid par undav shetiva." Once again, it says the words "al mechutz l'machla." You should take it outside machla and use lashin yachid. She ain't tamalim over here. You shouldn't say anything. Because we know it's already compared to the Pakai Mashiach. As the Pasuk says, you should burn it. Just like you burnt the first part of Pakai Mashiach. Why does the Pasuk again say, Therefore, we see that it says one time by Pakai Mashiach. It says one time by the Pakai Mashiach. So now we know they have to get both of them out of two Machnas, out of Machnashkina, as well as Machnashkina. But that would only teach us. They have to be out of the area of the Harbais, but maybe you can actually burn in Yushlaim. We also know that the Torah tells us when you clean out the they would actually take all of the ashes and remove it outside Yushlaim and place it in the Makam Adashin. And the Gemara says, This is unnecessary to teach us this because we know the Pasuk already says that the proper place to burn the Parakayamashiach is at the same spot that you poured out all the ashes from the Mizbech. So when it says in the Torah, you have to take out the ashes, then we know it goes so that's extra as well. And the Gemara explains, therefore, by the fact that it says, that's telling you that this is the third Machna, and therefore, all three things are compared to each other. As well as the Deshen of the Mizbech, all have to go out of Yishlaim itself. And therefore, as the Gemara said before, that when the Torah tells us, it says, that's completely extra because we know that it has to go out of Yushlaim because the power and the Sar of Yom Kippur are compared to the Pakar Mashiach and the Pakar Hamdav Shalziba. The Gemara says, Rabbi Shimon, we know Rabbi Shimon and the Mishnah said that the time that you become Tame is not when you go out of the Mach, not when you get out of the Azara, but it's actually at the time when you burn the actual Par and the Sar. So, what does he do with the word Mechutzlamachna? He actually needs a little bit of for the following Brysa. Rabbi Leza says, Power of Yom Kippur, it says that you'll take it in Chutzel Machra, and as we said, it's extra. Vinemel Alon in Chutzel Machra, it also says, Binagayed Ashkita of Paraduma, that it should be done outside of Machra. Makan, Chutzel Shalosh Machra, just like Binagayed Din of the power and serve in Kippur, it has to be taken out of all three Machras. Aflalon, also Binagayed of Paraduma, Chutzel Gim Machra, the Shkita of the Paraduma is done outside of all three Machras, outside of 
Machtu Shchidah, Machtu Lubia, and Machtu Yisrael. And the Gemara also explains that we also learn the din of the Park of the Yom Kippur from the din of Paraduma, and we learn as follows: Malalom b'Mizrach Shishlaim, just like by the Paraduma, we know that the Shchidah happens in the East of Yishlaim, as Rashi points out. They have to be facing the Elmayod. Alma Imen b'Mizrach upon the Mayod that you stand on the East and you face towards Mayod, Kenega Pischal Shechol towards the opening of the Hechol. Shul b'Kais Ma'aravi b'Pesuach l'Mizrach. So Zakhimar Afkan also over here, but the Begay the Par and Sar of Yom Kippur b'Mizrach Shulishlaim. When you go out to burn it out to Yishlaim, you do it on the East of Yishlaim. And the Gemara is for Abanan a coin to that don't have a limud from Paraduma to the Sar and to the Par of the Yom Kippur. Hechi Sarflu, where will they burn the Par and Sar of Yom Kippur? Ketanya adds the following brayso: Hechi Nisrafu, where will they burn the Par and Sar of Yom Kippur? And we turn to Avsabah Chesam Beis Litzafayne Shol Yishlaim v'Chutzul Shol Shmachas. They would burn it on the north side of Yishlaim and of course outside of Shol Shmachas. As Rashi says, Shekol Meisel Chatas B'Tzafin, because all the dinam of Chatas are always in the Tzafin, as we know that Shechitasim B'Tzafin here also when it's outside Yishlaim, even though it's not next to the Mizbech, it still has the din to be done on the Tzafin side. Rabbi Yisai says that Beis Hadesh and Yisrofin the Pasuk says Al Shefach Hadesh Yisrof and therefore every single Yom Kippur they would have to take some ashes from the Mizbech they would actually have to go and bring it outside Yishlaim and place it outside and then on top of that they would be able to put the parentsar of Yom Kippur. So now the Shaila is Rabbi Yisai is Rabbi Yisai actually agreeing with Tanakama and he needed to burn it of course but Tzafin and Rabbi Yisai is just being moist on Tanakama and also requiring that he places Desh in there as well or is he actually arguing with Tanakama and he holds you could burn it wherever you want as long as it's Bimokma Deshin. And the Gemara continues, Amr Rav Rav says, Man Tan the Polyglot Rabbeisi, which is Tana that is arguing on Rabbeisi, Rabbeisi Benyakov, who is going to quint Rabbeisi Benyakov, the Tanya as we have a Braiso, El Shevach HaDeshin Yisar, if it says, B'degei Aparam Dov Shel Tzibah, that you should burn it on the place where you pour out the Deshin, that's where you should burn the Param Dov Shel Tzibah. And this Tana comment says, Shehei L'Sham Deshin, that over there there should be ashes. Rabbeisi Benyakov, Rabbeisi Benyakov actually says, Shehei Mekayim Meshubach, that the area where you place the Deshin has to be an area that's on the slope. So Lechayr would seem that the Tanakam is going like Rabbi Yisi. They actually have to have a place where you place the Deshed. And Rabbi Lezben Yaakov is just telling you that there has to be a slope. He's not learning that you actually have to have a Mokam of Deshed. So Amal Abayi, Abayi says back to Rabbi that maybe it's not true. Really Rabbi Yisi and Rabbi Lezben Yaakov agree with each other. The only Machlekes is as follows. The Tanakam has to have a place where the Deshed is. And Rabbi Lezben Yaakov is adding, of course I agree that you have to have Deshed there. But he's also saying that the place of Deshed has to be on a slope. And Tanakam argues on that. Tanur Rabbanon, we learned that if the Pasuk says that the one that burns it, then he will become Tommy and his begotten will become Tommy. Now we know that according to the Tanakama, the person that walks out of the base of Migdash with the parents sir, on the poles, right away they will become Tommy because it has nothing to do with burning it. As long as they walked out of the Makhra, then they will become Tommy. But this price is going like the Sheet of Shimon, that the only time you become Tommy is only if you're actually involved in the mice of Shreifa of burning the animal, burning the parents sir, of Yom Kippur, Mechutz Makhra. And the Gemara says, Haserif the person who's actually burning it, anyone that's involved in burning of the parents are, they are metame, they have begun, and they themselves will become tame. But not the person who actually makes the fire. And not even the person who sets up the entire merocha on the mizbech in order to make the firewood ready. And he actually even puts the animal on top of it, but there's no fire there, then he'll also not become tame. The Ezeosarif, who is considered the one that's burning it, anyone that's going and being involved in the strafer, for example, if they're mixing up the animal in order to get it to burn better, then it would be that they become tummy and they begotten become tummy. You might think even if it becomes ashes and the animal's not there anymore and therefore it's not be'en, it'd still be metam begotten. Therefore it says, and we learn out, 
that the only thing that it could be metam begodim is only if there's some moshes and the par and the sar are still ben. Then there could be tumas begodim and they could become tamei. But once it becomes afer and there's no mamoshes over here, then there's not going to be tumas begodim. And the brayse says Rabbi Elazar actually argues on the Tanakam and says a par metami. The pasuk says a par, and therefore it has to be something that's considered a par. That mashenkin nitachabosa in a metam begodim. Once the par is already decomposed, then it's not going to be metam begodim. My be now what's the nafkamina between the Tanakama and Rabbi Elazar Shimon? The Gemara says it could be now the shavi chirucha that if the animal the par is already singed, then it doesn't have a din of a par anymore, but it's still something that's still ben. And therefore, according to Tanakama, it will still be metam begodim if you go and you mix it up and you burn it up even more. But the fear of Elizabeth Shimon, once you actually have an animal that's already singed, then it doesn't have a shem par anymore, and therefore it will not be metam begodim if you go and mix it up and burn it even further. The Mishnah continues as we learned before that the king Gadol actually had to wait until the Sar Lazazel went and got out of either Yushlaim or actually until the Har, until the actual cliff, and at that point he was able to continue doing his avoidance. Now the avoidance that we said before, we would actually cut open the stomach of the animal and pull out the Emurim, that was not something which was an avoidance, it's only a preparatory avoidance that he could do, but to continue on with things that are ma'akiv, that he was not able to do. And Rashi brings this from the Pasuk, as the Pasuk said, V'shilach HaSasar Ba'amidbo, and then it says, V'eschilach HaChatas Yaakam Ezbecha. So the Mishnah says, Amor Elokayin Gadol, he told Elokayin Gadol, that the Sol HaZazel reached the Midbar, and how they know they actually got there? They would have watchmen from all these places where they had the sukkahs and every spot between them in order to see from one person to the other, they would have people standing watchmen and they would be holding flags and when they saw that the person got out of Yishlaim, then they would wave the flags in order that people should realize that the Sar got to the Midbar and therefore the Kohen Gadol could continue doing the Zabaitis. Why do you have to actually wave the flags? It was a great simon to them because Mishlaim Base Khadurai, or some say a base khairin, Shloishamilan, from the point of Shlaim until they got to the actual Makaman Bidba, which was the area called Base Khairin, it was actually three mil. Therefore we know that the escorts that escorted the, the Ishuiti to the actual area of the Midbar, they would go from one Makam to another Makam, as we said before, that they actually set up different sukkahs, different booths for them, and Hulchamil, they would go, the first escort would take the Ishiti and would walk a mill, the Khaizim mill, then he would come back to the base of Middle, which was back a mill. And then he would wait at the shear of the mill, and then they knew at that point it must be that the Tzor Lazazel already reached the Midbar, and therefore the Kohen Gadol could continue doing that way And the next part of the Mishnah from Rabbi Shmuel Eimer, until the end of the Mishnah, Gra is not curious, and says, Rabbi Shmuel Eimer, Rabbi Shmuel says, there was another simon that they had, that that there was a red strip of wool that was hanging on the Pesach of the Hegel, when the Tzor reached the Midbar, then that strip of wool become white. Shinema, it says in the Pasuk, even if your sins will be red, they'll become white like snow. It must be, by the fact that we're saying, it must be, that was considered midbar. We see from over here, that Rabbi Yehuda holds, and the Mishnah holds, that once the Tzor got to the midbar, which means the Tzor Lazazel, only reached the midbar, he didn't even get to the Tzuk, he didn't even get to the area where he throw it off the cliff, that's considered that he was not mitzvah, and Rashi says, at that point, since the mice of the Sar Mishlech was completed, therefore the Kohen Gadol could continue with the and he'd start reading the Pasha, which we're going to learn in the next Mishnah. And we start the next Mishnah. That the Kohen Gadol actually came from the Kodesh and he walked into the Azara, and that's where he would read the Pasha of Achri Mice. And in Rasul if he wanted to read it, the Big Day Butz, with the Big Day Lovin, that he was wearing the entire time.
time because this was part of the Avodah, and we'll see that in the Gemara, if he didn't want to read it with the actual Big Day Lovin, and he wanted to actually get more comfortable and change into his robe prior to going and change into Big Day Zav, then he could take his own white robe and he could go and say the Pasha and do the Kriyas of Achrimais at that point with his own robe. Now, even though the Mishnah said that it was actually Lovin, but that robe did not have to be white either. And the Seder of the Kriya was, Chazan Tessah, the Shamish would go, Naito Sevitari would take the Sevitari, which was in the base of English, would give it to the head of Klesis, and then the Rashi Klesis would give it to the Skan Kohen Gadol, and finally we'll get to the Kohen Gadol, and this was a way to do something in a Chashva way to keep passing along to show that he's the greatest of all. The Kohen Gadol, and the Kohen Gadol would stand, and then he would Mikabal the Sevitari, the Kohen, he would read from it, the Pasha of Achrimais, and also the Pasha of Achbesa, which is found in Pasha's Emma. Then he would close up the Sevitari, roll it up, and hold it together. And he would say, that not only does this Torah say only the Pasha of Achrimais and Emma, it says everything else that the Torah says, and it has even the Pasha I'm going to read in a moment. And the mission now explains, and the Pasha of the Karben Musaf, which is spoken about in the Sefer Minbul, which is called the Chubbish Apakudim, which is in Pasha Pinchas, they would read that Papa. Now, he didn't read that inside because we'll see in the Gemara that we didn't want to have Techel Subura. And he would say on it afterwards eight brachas. First, he would say, I'll tell you, he would say, which is a bracha that we make after we read in Torah. The second bracha was on the Avaida. Now, according to the way we have the gears over here, it would actually come out that it weren't eight brachas, it actually nine brachas. And therefore, the Agayis of Bach takes out the words, he never separate bracha for Yishlaim because we had one for the base of Midrash. And also, others say that we keep in the words, and we just say that the last one, which is that's the bracha of Shemei Tfilah, he concluded that with the bracha of Allah Kainim. Now, Rashi points out, and let's read the Rashi so we'll know what these brachas are. He says, And you end up the bracha, and the reason why you make a bracha on Avedah is because the Avedah that you just did, and we also always have Haidah next to Avedah, and that's Haidah. Which is the bracha of The mission says, If someone was able to see the Kohen Gadol when he's reading these pastures and these brachas, it was impossible for him to get out to Yishlaim in order to see the parents that were being burned. Anyone that was by the Maisa, where they were able to see the parent star that was being burnt, in the Kohen Gadol Shukari, he was not able to see the Kohen Gadol while he was reading the base of English. Don't think that there was an Isin involved and you're not allowed to see him. Because there was a very long way, as we said, it was three miles, three mil between Yushlaim and the beginning of the Midbar. And both of these Malachas happened at the exact same time, and we will stop over here.